Yeah. yeah, me and Jimmy, we're good. Me and James Carton. Carton. All right. All right. So between our, you go. No, you go. Okay. So our next so between. <laughs> So between, so between the two games, uh, who's going <laughs> to be, be the one player who stands out between the two games? So we got two games. Who's like the player who, you know, is just going to walk away from this week being like, dude, that, that player is the guy who's going to be the guy. Who's going to be the guy? So I really want to. Between. S- <laughs> Shut up. Go ahead. Hey guys, Timmy Brothers Podcast here, presented by the Brotherly Game. It's me, AJ, here with... It's me, Luke. It's September 23rd. This is episode number 35. Number 35 is worn by one and one only, Jamiro Montero. So this is the Jamiro Montero episode, for better or for worse. Um, This follows the Red Bulls 0-2 loss. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about playoffs. Um, we'll talk about some, we got two games this week to preview. We'll talk about charter flights, all the stuff you want to hear us talk about. Uh, and it'll be a good podcast. But first we're going to start with some listener reviews. We were going through some of the reviews and we picked out a couple to listen, uh, to read out. So thanks for reviewing. Get out there, tell your friends about our podcast and write a review because we'll read it maybe. Um, so this is from a buddy, Ricky Neri came for the chatter, stayed for the self deprecation, which might mean pooping. No, just kidding. <laughs> I know what it means. Um, Luke, what, what do you want to read? All right, I'll read the next one. Um, it's from Soli127. It's five star. Great union podcast. And they say the only only recently started listening and one, and one of the union specific podcasts I listen to. This is becoming a favorite. I uh, love the host's insight and off-the-cuff way they present the show. It makes the whole thing feel like a discussion among fellow fans and friends, which is great. That is great. And I, don't, I don't even have cuffs, so <laughs> that's. Then they they criticized our uh, our intro song, but um, f you, man. My girlfriend made that. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I, I completely agree. We need uh, she needs more friends. Get a band together, make the yeah. whole song. No, I, yeah, I meant to one day like make it like a whole like techno intro kind of normal like radio song but i just i don't know how to do that so we're gonna yeah. g- stick with that stick with the dupe song played on the what was it the ukulele viola viola that's it that's it you have a ukulele and you don't know how to play it correct that's it um and one last one by hop farmer faith cheers i started listening about mid-season solid union talk along with the occasional silliness dupe and i'm just glad she used the word or he um used the word silliness that that's pretty accurate yeah um, and whoever rated us three stars, uh, appreciate it. Thanks for being honest. Accurate. You're the only person out there who <laughs> honestly rated us. So uh, let's get into the Red Bull 0-2 loss. That would be a zero-star performance by your Philadelphia Union. It was yep. a giant crappity crap fest, and we get to talk about it because it's our job. It's not a real job. I volunteered for this job. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it was a bad game. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot of positive stick out of that one. Uh, I feel like someone mentioned before it might be a trap game, kind of, and coming really? off of the two strong performances, Atlanta and LAFC, and then playing Red Bull, a team that we we beat up on, uh, pardon, um, at home. Um, but yeah, yeah, I could see that. We it, haven't, it, we haven't it, won in Red Bull, at Red Bull Arena in a long time. Yeah, it's definitely a tough place to go to, regardless of how close it is and how that attendance is 
Yeah, it, one of the worst parts was the guy this name this podcast is named after. Yeah. Um, the whole time, and and I kept waiting for him to kind of Montero. That's Montero. Mon- Montero. Uh, get his feet under him and start doing Montero things that we've come to love and get used to this season. But he just never got going. It just like he kept turning the ball over. He kept making bad decisions on the dribble. Like he. I feel like he was kind of like a step behind defensively, mm-hmm. like just he was like running around the field, but like always trying to like chase the game and not really like getting in, getting to being too influential defensively as well as uh, his offensive struggles. Yeah, offensively, I felt like he was like finding about the ball a decent amount, but making poor decisions. And yeah. I just felt like his dribbles weren't as uh, effective as usual. Usually he makes a quick move towards some open space and he just kept getting shut down. Like he's just just slow. He had heavy legs when. I don't know, the eight days rest maybe was just too much for maybe. us. Yeah, know. and I feel like, um, this might just be my memory, but like I feel like he got the ball out wide a whole lot, and it wasn't like, I feel like he's obviously more influential like in the center of the field. But it's weird because he was playing the 10. Yeah, but and that's just, I don't know, that's where yeah. like he's kind of drifting to get just get to find the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think they should have switched and put Aronson at the 10 and have Montero more outside? Um, I don't know. to have him kind of get the ball outside and come into the middle rather than receiving it while moving towards the outside? Yeah, if I that don't makes know. Because it was also like in the first half, it felt like he was dropping back a lot and mm-hmm. Bedoya was making a lot of runs forward. But like almost into that number 10 spy- space. But it just... I don't. I don't know. It was just like a weird game, like in that sen- in the center of, the, of our midfield. Yeah, nothing. Nothing was coming off, and and we've got more skill than we really led to believe on that that night. It just was ugly, um, and we played. We went back to the old the old four two three one, which was giving us success uh, before going there, into yeah. this game. Yeah, but we just had a lack of creativity, lack of effectiveness in the final third. Right now, um, you can't tell, but I'm wearing my. My old four two three one Ernie Stewart Union jersey, which is just cursed. A, it's just a cursed jersey because yep. I felt like that was appropriate to wear tonight as we record. Yeah, looking at the box score and the passing map, it's just like uh, an upside down Christmas tree, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. The all offensive end is just empty. It's like all the needles fell off of the bottom of the tree. And everything's towards the top of the tree, which is our defense. Everything's in our back on our own side of midfield. And it's just yellow and red passes going into the box. There's only like two or three successful passes into the box because we just had no creativity, nothing that could break down a team. And unfortunately, it's not even like a new thing that we're talking about. It's It's been a consistent thing that we just cannot break down a team. And... I also felt like we weren't taking shots. I felt like we kept making too many passes around the outside of the box where I just wanted someone to hit a shot, make a defender step out to defend a shot, so maybe create some space behind them. Yeah. But we just kept taking too many passes and looking for a perfect lane, but they didn't have to step out to defend us. So we never, or yeah, we never forced them to step out of their defensive uh, assignments. Right. And, and in this game, it wasn't like, Red Bull were playing super great. I mean, really, the they won it off of a pretty big mistake by Andre Blake, one that I don't know he he it like does seem to make a, a kind of gaffe like this every I don't know five games or so or, or whatever. But and he did bail us out, make some great saves in the, in this game. But that's an, an unacceptable mistake that he shouldn't have uh, given up. That really just gave them the game. Because I felt like we did have the better quality, even if we weren't playing super great on this in this 
game, like, we weren't outmatched by Red Bull. They weren't, like, pressing the crap out of us. I mean, we, we did have some struggles playing on the back. I know McKenzie was having some struggles with the, with passing as long I mean, the whole team was. But um, I still, if that mistake didn't happen, maybe we could be talking about how we squeezed out a tie in this game. Right. So, possession-wise, we had 60% to their 40%. But... Possession isn't really a good stat if you're not doing anything with it. Right. Um, and if they're just going to sit back after giving, getting a goal. Yeah, a better indication would be uh, shots at that in this game. And it's 17 to Red Bull to 8 for the Union. Just showing that throughout the game, we really couldn't find shots. There were only three on target. So in 90 minutes, we got three shots on target while we held not, uh, 60% of the ball. Um, even, like, uh, crosses were even. But... We're not we're not getting on the end of crosses. It's never really been our strong suit. Yeah, seven corners, but again, we're not being productive off of corners. We only had two offsides, which means we're not really. I don't know. It, it doesn't mean like we're playing really high on on the line right. on the defensive line, so we're not really pushing them. I mean, I guess they're also sitting back, so like that's yeah, back to there. yeah. So it just yeah, it just was like we weren't really doing much. Then and the stats are kind of telling that story. Um, I felt like. Um, our subs could have been a little more influential too. Mm-hmm. I felt like this this game, see, the way this game played out, I felt like it was a perfect situation for um, guys, especially like Marco Fabian and El Senio guys who can play in tight spaces and have that kind of talent and skill to you know maybe break down a bunker and, and take on a guy or two. Yeah, uh, but they really didn't do that. Yeah, they didn't. I, and I wonder if El Senio would have been better served like throwing them more towards the middle rather on the outside. I feel like he ran a little into the, mid- yeah. into the middle sometimes, but. I feel like we just need him on the ball more. We and need him isolated, like, getting yeah. him on these 1v1s, and they just couldn't find that anywhere yeah, on the field. Yeah, no one was being effective. The announcers well, listened to the Red Bull feed. They they were very afraid of El Sino. They, they, can, they, they were constantly talking about the last game I, where El Sino came in and did his thing. I feel like that, that just means that they did very little research in this <laughs> last game's highlight because they were not good announcers. I yeah. really do not like Chet missing, but that's a, an aside. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, lack of creativity. Santos, so so you're talking about the sub. Santos came in. He had an interesting, he had a, lot, he had a couple like, fouls. Um, he's, I, like, I just heard that he's just kind of like a wild card. Mm-hmm. I feel like he is a little temperamental. He, he yeah, he, he makes, creates a lot of fouls. Um, but, like, I don't know really how well he, like, plays like as a, in a system or like, I don't know. I feel like he just kind of does what he thinks he should do. Um, and you know, sometimes he, he creates, he, and he's a talented player. It seems like he, he, he can create some, some great plays. And we've seen uh, glimpses of that, but I just don't know if he's like going to be super reliable. Is he, where, where do you put him compared to Jay Simpson? <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, he so is a lot of money put into this player. Right. And I think he, he seems like he, has more talent than Jay Simpson. Uh, like, I feel like Jay Simpson was like a very specific system guy, and we just mm-hmm. weren't that system. I feel like Santos can like still create a spark or you know, you know, do mm-hmm. some something interesting. Yeah, he's got a skill set that kind of could be. Used I feel like almost like an Antoine Hopano, maybe yeah. where like he might just come in and provide like a spark, a little yeah, little boost to team energy. But it's also like in that note, like we already have. A guy on the bench, off the bench, that we can rely on to be that kind of thing, and El Sino, and I honestly would put Fontana in that in that kind of role too. Mm-hmm. But but so can you not have more than one? Can we have like plenty of these? Or, yeah, but like if you're gonna have guys? like like if that's gonna be your 
Like you, you don't want to. I feel like you can't have that many of like the, the just a sub guy. Mm-hmm. Like I okay. feel like he and we kind of and this guy on the kind of money he's on and we got a transfer fee for him. Like I th- kind of want him to be a little more influential, a little more of like a reliable player. Yeah, between to start the, or, or not. Right between the transfer fee and his salary, aren't we like over a million in on this guy? It's like I don't know how maybe. And and he's coming off the bench. Yeah, consistently a bench player, and then also like Fabian at this point is pretty much a bench player. And so he he's what over two million, so it's like three million dollars on the bench. Right, who we're we're hoping to come in and be kind of sparks. Right, which is yeah, it's just like a weird place to be with those guys. And mm-hmm. honestly, like outside of this one game, it's usually works. Like we're usually talking pretty positive about having a deep bench and all this stuff. But it's um I don't know, it's just like a weird situation. I don't know, I I just don't know what to do what to take away from Santos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like you said, a wild card and. Who knows? Might get two goals. Might get nothing. Yeah. Before dive, you know, draw a foul. I don't yeah. know. Could do something else. But yeah. it's yeah. I don't know. One thing that's real evident, and it's been evident for pretty much the history of the history of the union. We need we need in all cap, caps need 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 an upgrade at right back, and we all see it. We all know it. And we, Ray, we love you. We know you're a loyal listener. Um, sure. <laughs> Um, but it was so evident when Casper has the ball at the top of the box and he's got three defenders on him. Ray is standing outside wide open and Casper tries to do a spin move to try to beat the three guys. It's just, even the players feel like they don't, it just, you can just see them not wanting to pass to Ray and watching that game. I was thinking the quickest way to go from an attack to our own center backs is find Ray. You right. play it back to Ray and then he immediately plays it back to Jack Elliott. It's just, and it drives me nuts because he's always ahead of Bedoya, too. That's the other guy it's he plays so back to. He either plays back to Jack Elliott or he plays back to Bedoya. I'm like, no, you stay back. Let Bedoya go right. up because Bedoya has offensive talent. And it's just, I, I just feel like our dad has said it many times that, like, the players don't want to pass to Ray. He's, like, their last option. Right. And and Casper really made a big point of it with, all right, I got three defenders on me and Ray's over there, but... Let me try to beat these guys with this spin move. Right. And, I mean, Casper is good, but I don't think he's a spin move kind of guy. It's not exactly in his wheelhouse. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and like, an effect of that, like, being, uh, well, just the fact that Ray pushes up a lot, like, when he really shouldn't be, is that Wagner has to stay back a, a lot to, right. like, because you, you can't have just the two center backs, mm-hmm. like, stranded and, and then have their fullbacks push all the way up. I feel like Wagner has to stay home a lot. And we saw this in the game before, but it was because he was, had to take care of Carlos Vela. But in this game, like, there should have been plenty of opportunity for Wagner to push up all the time and just keep Ray back. Right, right. But it didn't happen that way that, so much. And I know we, we, we're a team that kind of favors the right side. Um, uh, and that's also an influence from our midfield. But, like, it's just so frustrating to see Ray up there and just taking up space, basically. Yeah. And, and you just know when he gets the ball, it's... It's not going forward in a positive way. You just hold your breath. Like yeah. <laughs> don't give it away. Oh, no. And then, I mean, sometimes he does, like, something. I don't I know. He makes, like, a, a a normal good pass. But you're always just surprised. Then you shouldn't be surprised right. when a pro player is making a solid pass in the offensive third. You should, you should expect that. And so, dear Keegan Rosenberry, we all miss you. And 
Um, Dear Olivia and Bezo, we we hope you develop, and next I, year we he, hope to see he, you. He made some highlights in the Pastille he game. Did. He did, you know, like the little oh man, the little uh, chip over. Yeah. I don't know how he did that. And then he had like a spin move, Meg or something. Like he he's he's an offensive, creative player. Yeah. We just need his defense to match Ray's defense so that yep. Jim can play him. Hopefully, maybe next year he'll be ready and can take over that spot. Yeah, that good. would be that'd be great because he is he is a he's an interesting little fella. Yeah. Um. Going back to Blake, an interesting thing, Jamaica, Jamaica's national team cracked the top 50 in the world now. What that means is he's able to be transferred to Europe. Um, does, does Blake have any I, value on the market so, nowadays? What do you think? I think he could. I really, like, I think he is an incredibly talented goalkeeper. Like, I, I don't, it's it's really hard to say like where what league he might be able to go to because I don't think it's more like the top leagues. I think maybe he'd go to like I don't know, the Swedish league or the I don't know, Belgian league or like maybe like mm-hmm. a lower league like that right, and maybe right. work his way up it, just getting over to Europe initially or maybe like a second division Spanish team or German team or, or whatever. But I mean, I th- I feel like there's got to be market there for him. I I'm, I'm not like I, I'm just kind of, you know, guessing, but I I I'd have to imagine that keep goalkeeper that talented can find a team that that wants him in Europe. Yeah, it's just it's just tough because keepers nowadays are expected to have some good footwork, and he yeah, hasn't exactly huge. shown that. This year's had a little bit of a, a little bit of an off year for him, where I almost feel like he's kind of stuck in not to, not to downplay our league, but kind of stuck in MLS. Um, but we do have fr- I, I think Freeze is the future, and I feel I, like I if, that if too, we like, can. If we can get some value for Blake now that he's able to be traded to or transferred over to Europe, now that Jamaica's in the top 50, it might be worth getting, like, something for him. Right, and then move on confidence. to our, our DeFreeze, who's a, a cheaper option. Uh, option, but that's still a good goalkeeper that could potentially become a, a really solid goalkeeper. Right, and then we can get, like, a $6 million right back. Like, I don't know. There you go. There you go. Trent Alexander-Arnold <laughs> or whatever. Who do you guys got over in Liverpool? Anyone. Anyone. Um, Alexander Arnold's little brother. T- we'll take him. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Tinker Toy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so from this game, Union Best, Union Worst. I mean, I don't have anything else to break down with this. So let's go yeah. into Union Best, Union Worst. All right, you can go first. Okay. Well, I'm going to cheat. All right. So we made this game up. I can do whatever I want. I'm going to say that they were both the same guy. The best and the worst were the same guy. Okay, I know what you're saying. Who am I saying? Blake. Yeah, it's Blake. Okay. So I think he was the best because he did have some big saves. Like, like I say, he's got the talent. He made a couple big saves that kept us in the game um, on some distance shots. But then he also had the big mistake that gave them the game. And so he's my best and my worst. I'll give you my alternates if need All be. Right, I'll, I'll go now. Though. All right, so you go. My uh, worst um, is a guy we, we, we mentioned earlier. Um, not right, but I'm Montero. Yep, that was that was my alternate. Yeah, he just a guy that talented should. We just have high expectations for you, Jamiro. We yeah. know you're listening, yeah, just and we we want the best. Just had a rough game, and I think we'll bounce back. I'm not really worried about him, but it was a bad performance uh, this week. Um, and my Union best. This one was kind of a, sh- uh, a struggle. I was trying to think of who I could pick. I was gonna go with Bedoya, hmm. just because he in the first half he was really pushing. Um, he almost had that goal that Aaron Long saved, and, mm-hmm. and he was kind of getting up, getting forward a little more, regardless of wherever Ray, Ray was. Um, and then I also yeah, think he's he just going to, after this game, he's really going to lay into everyone to get them fired up for San Jose. So I think that's my uh, a positive spin on Not this bad. game. I didn't think 
Uh, McKenzie had that bad of a game. I thought he was pretty solid. His passing was a little rough out of the back. Yeah, everyone's passing. But then the other guy, I, thought, I didn't think Fafa was that bad. I thought he was, like, at least working really hard when everyone kind of seemed like... I, I mean, yeah, yeah, but then he, he also, like, could have put us ahead, like, you know. Yeah, put yeah. Some, some finishes away. Well, that's classic. That's classic, him. Yep. So, there you go. Best, worst. But... We are clinched to host a playoff game. Get your playoff tickets yeah, now. Let's do it. Uh, there's your little promo to buy your prom, uh, playoff tickets. Right now, we would be hosting Toronto. And then if we win, we would play at Atlanta if Atlanta wins their home game. Um, and they would be end up playing uh, the Revolution. The Revolution. So first things first, we, wanna, we want to get higher up. We want to be that two seed yep. and host both of those games. That's the most ideal situation. The two plays a seven. The teams that are in seventh place are all garbage right now. So you really the want to be... The teams that it could end that, up being seventh. You, right, right. Yep. Yeah, there's like four teams that could be seventh. New England, Orlando, Chicago, and Montreal. I think Toronto could fall too. Oh, that's probably... I don't know if that's possible. They're like they're like five points ahead of the seventh place spot. So that's probably a little like a slow little chance. Stretch. But either way, like those... Those teams that are going to be in seventh place are all in really poor form. And so we want to be going into the playoffs, winning that second place or first place. But let's say we're taking second. Right. Um, so we're going to be hosting one of those teams that are kind of like limping into the playoffs. Um, so we really want that second place. But I want to talk about. So right now we've got one, two, three, four, five teams that are locked into the playoffs. Let's talk Six about teams. Well, yeah, six including us. Oh, yeah. But okay, the yeah. seventh spot isn't. Um, yeah. So out of the teams that are guaranteed to be in the playoffs, I want to talk about how scared are we of them on a scale of one to ten. One to. It's one to spooky ten. I put spooky <laughs> ten because we're scared, and it's almost Halloween yeah. in a month. Nice. I don't know. Um, oh, a Halloween episode will be fun. Oh, can't we, wait. We should have Casper on. <laughs> <laughs> That would be genius. Yeah. Let's try it. Let's do it. All right. All right. We'll get on that. Um, <laughs> so on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to go through from the bottom to the top. Okay. All right. Toronto. We would be hosting them. Scale of 1 to 10. How afraid of that team would you be? Um, Like a 5. A 5. Okay. Yeah. Like they're getting, they're like, their form is getting better and better each week. They just t- tied LAFC at LAFC and a game that they could have even won. The, 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 the LAFC tied it on a, mm-hmm. a late PK. And I mean, any team with Josie who a uh, healthy, but like, you know, a potentially healthy Josie could mm-hmm. be really dangerous. And they have some other like pretty solid midfielders to support him. So they they could. They're I'm a little worried about them if we match up with them. They're they're a tough team. They gave us a tough opening uh, opening game in the season. But um, yeah, so they're, they're I think I put them a five. Okay, I'll take the next one. I'll take Red Bull right now, sitting at uh, whatever place that is. Was our fifth place? Um. On a scale of one to spooky ten, I'll go, I'll go only uh, three. Okay. Because I think even this game, yeah, we lost two zero, but I I think we played like crap and we still could have potentially won. They won on kind of a Blake mistake. The second goal, I'm not counting because we were down a defender. Yeah, and it was whatever. it's whatever. Yeah. Um. So I think I think we can handle Red Bull because that's another team we would be hosting if we play them. Right. Right. All right. So you take DC. DC. Um, I'm gonna say a four. A four. Yeah, maybe okay. more like a three. But like, we love playing DC. Yeah, exactly. We always I, do I well. I think we can we match up pretty well against them. The only factor would be maybe Wayne Rooney 
pull some magic, but um, mm -hmm. it'll be pretty checked out by then. Let's hope so. But they are they are on a good run of form. They've won their yeah. last three, two on the road, and then beat Seattle at home last night. So they're they're playing well right now. But it's freaking DC. Like, come on. Yeah, like I, I yeah, at home I think we'll handle them pretty well. Um, right, we've outscored them what eight to two in the past two games. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> All right, next up would be Atlanta. This is where it gets a little dicey because right. we could host them or play them at, in Atlanta. With and or possibly without Joseph. Right. Joseph he is could hurt. be, like, just coming back from his injury at this point. Um, so with this, I, I, I have to go home and away. Home, I get, I'd say... Uh, that would be such an intense game. Yeah, that's going to be really intense. I... I'd put that one at a four, but if we play them oh, wow. in Atlanta, I'll put them at a seven. I still think we can we can handle them because we're a confident Union podcast here. Mm -hmm. um, I think we could beat them. We never in we didn't Atlanta. lose them at we, we in Atlanta this year. That was the Brendan Aronson goal game. Yeah, and uh, and last year they only beat us at in Atlanta because we had nine guys. Yeah, that was the Harris Madu Union freakout game, which yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was so awesome. Um, so yeah, what, what, yeah. So that's where I stand with Atlanta, and then I'll give you NYCFC. Where do you stand on the scale of one to Spooky uh, Ten? They're like a nine. Nine. Yeah, they it, just what can't. If, okay, go ahead. They just can't Sorry. lose. Uh, I mean, if they have Aber back, like that's a. They're a really, really talented team. What if we host them? So I know they play on the stupid baseball field, and that's their big, their whole shtick yeah. is like we play with baseball bats or whatever. Um. But what if somehow they drop and we get to host them? Is it, that any better? Yeah, it goes because down to more maybe like a six. Okay, so we're still pretty worried about them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're definitely the team to worry about. Um, they might be like I feel like they're probably like considered like right now like the hottest team in the league. I know they tied at at Dallas re like this past weekend, but like they're still such a good team. So I'm pretty worried about them. Uh, I mean, obviously anything can happen in the playoffs, but their team to, uh, I mean, especially if we play in that baseball stadium, that's, I don't know, man. That's yeah, tough. in their last eight games, they have six wins and two draws. Their last loss was August 11th. Man. So, yeah, in the last eight, they're 6-0-2. That's, that's a pretty hot team. They're, yeah, they're like so hot right we were, now. We, like, they had all these games in hand. We were like, oh, they're no, there's no way they're going to make up all those points and, and jump above us, and, and they and did it, bop, and, they, bop, 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 and bop. they don't really look like they're going to let up, so. I don't know. They yeah, they seem scary. Yeah, and the teams that they're playing though, man, like they're they're not getting wins against great teams. So let me tell you the game, the teams that they beat: Cincinnati, trash; Columbus, garbage; New York Red Bulls, we all hate Red Bull; Vancouver, garbage; New England, they've been playing like crap recently. Mm -hmm. They drew Toronto. Toronto's been playing decent. San Jose, they beat. San Jose um, hasn't has are currently on a three game losing streak. And then the last, uh, the other day, they just tied Dallas 1-1. It's like a kind of middling team. Right. And so. That's, okay, That's that helps. That's a little so, helpful. Well, so, yeah, that kind of makes it feel like they haven't been beating great teams. They played, a, their last loss was Atlanta 2-1. So the last time they played a, um, let me just look. Oh, I guess Red Bulls playoffs. But uh, just trying to see if they played like playoff teams. But Atlanta was their last loss, and that was a good team. Um they lost to RSL, who's a good team. So they haven't been beating good teams. I, I'm just keep going back. They they lose to good teams. So, uh, I mean, they beat us in June, but no, that doesn't count. 
Um, and they beat Seattle in Ju- July 3rd, so that's decent. But so, so yeah, okay, so Recently they're hot, though. but yeah. whatever. Um, okay, that, that, that actually gives me a little bit of there you go. I don't know, hope. Yeah, because we're a good team. We're not one of those trash teams. We're a good team. We are. We are. Uh, last time we played NYCFC in the playoffs, speaking of that, um, was last year. We lost 3-1. Not, not a great game. We were stuck on that stupid little baseball field. But I do want to talk about the team and uh, our playoff confidence based on now the union players that we have. Do we have time for this? We're good? We're good? Sure. We're good. What, we're, what are you talking about? I don't know. Time's irrelevant. Um, and so we played NYCFC. We played a 4-2-3-1. Our back line was Gaddis on the left. Trusty McKenzie, starting the home grounds, mm-hmm. Rosenberg on the right. So, obviously, on that back line, we've moved Gaddis to the right. That's a downgrade over, or from Rosenberg. But on the left side, Wagner's a big upgrade on Gaddis. Huge. Uh, and then we'll be starting Elliott and either, we would assume, McKenzie, Trusty, or Colin, depending on health and, and um, current form. Curtain's choice. And so, the back line of those four going into the playoffs compared to last seasons what do you think better Th- worse. i think it's a better better i think the way elliot's been playing this whole year i think he's a better center back than either of those guys were last year mm-hmm. i think either of those guys i don't know like tracy mckenzie are better than they were last year mm-hmm. Allen's a veteran he could step in and then obviously wagner like that's a he's a, a potentially top, a yeah. top best 11 type yeah left best back. left back in the league type player so th- we were playing a 4-2-3-1 last year. Our two were Madunian and Craval. If we played a 4-2-3-1 this year, it would be Madunian and Bedoya. Uh, I think it's a pretty obvious. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah, I opened one. I burped. Um, Bedoya would be back there. He'd be an upgrade. So Craval's out. Either Truster McKenzie would be out. Uh, Rosenberry's obviously not here. Um, so it's kind of knocking out some players who were here last year that wouldn't be playing in this one. Craval. Also in the midfield, we had Fafa, Dachkal. Bedoya was our right winger at that point. Dachkal's not there. That, that, that's, that's a place where we might be a downgrade from last year, do you right. think? It's a bit like, yeah. Depends yeah, he, on how he's we play. a really, really, really good number 10. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have a player like, like Montero's an incredibly talented midfielder, but I don't think as a pure number 10, he's as good as Dachkal. He just does a lot of other things really, really well, too. So. Mm-hmm. He's more of a, I don't know, I don't know what you would, like a ranging talent type guy. Okay. Uh, Fabian isn't dodge call. Um, but, yeah, I think I think that's the only the only positive or only better place than, than this year. Right. So last year we had dodge call. This year we don't have a dodge call. Um, at striker, we had Burke starting that game. CJ Sapong came in as a sub. So striker probably probably better this year. Definitely. Definitely. Positive. Positive, better. Because um, we dished it, but well, Il- circumstances. But like, we don't have those guys, and we're and the guys we have wouldn't would be outplacing CJ and Corey. Yeah. Um, the bench, the subs that we made last year in that playoff game were uh, Elsino, CJ Sapong, and Derek Jones. Elsino is much better this year. I think we've upgraded on CJ Sapong, and we've upgraded on Derek Jones. Yeah. So I think overall our Playoff confidence in our squad this year is higher than last year's, right? For sure. Yeah. So um, NYC isn't beating good teams. We feel like we could beat 
most of the teams in the playoffs right now. Yeah, I and mean, we, we are a good team. We, and we are a good team, yeah. and we're better than last year. So take that. Get yourself some uh, playoff tickets for not only the first round, but the second round, too, because the Doobie Brothers are saying we're not that scared. Positivia. Positivia. Boom. Yeah. Boom. All right, so let's take a break. Yeah, After the break, we're going to talk about charter flights. We're going to talk about San Jose. We're going to talk about Columbus. We're going to do a little uh, betting lines and make some predictions. And we're going to... Let's just go to a break. Let's just go to a break. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. Thank you, brothers. <laughs> Presented by the Brother League game. Uh, thanks for listening to the first half. Thanks for coming back. We're going to talk about <laughs> charter flights. <laughs> and we got two games to check out this week. Uh, so it came out that the Union are not using <laughs> charter flights. Sorry, me and Luke are just being silly. And a little bit of a giggle fest to jump into this break. Um, out of the break. <laughs> so happens when I surprise Luke with the return to the podcast. Um, so the Union are not going to use a charter flight. Teams get four for the year. And when, um, it's come out that the Union are using none. Bedoya has uh, been on record saying that we have done zero, zilch, none. He he tweeted that out that we have done none. So yeah, it's this week we're we've got a game out in San Jose, and then we're coming back to Columbus, and they're going to be sitting on a plane just like you and me. Spirit. Oh, oh excuse me, man. Nah, probably not. That's spirit, torture. Yeah. No one rides Spirit. Well, I have. Oh, well, we yeah, we actually like Spirit. Because it was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cheap though. Yeah, you have, you have to flap your arms like a bird to keep that plane <laughs> in the air. Um, but they shouldn't have to do that. They shouldn't have to. Yeah. So it is weird because, like, so once I traveled up to Montreal with the team, and it was weird, like, sitting in the gate with them and uh, then just, like, sitting on a plane next to, like, regular people with them. And it's like, hold on, wait, this is a professional sports team, and they're just on a regular airplane. It's, it's kind of like a weird, like, they should be more big league than that. Right. And especially when you have such a long trip so close to – when you're expecting your team to perform, like you invest money into this team and you want them to do their best, but you're not giving them exactly the best of situations to do it under. Yeah. And like charter fights, like there's only four and that's like kind of ridiculous that there's only four, but we haven't used them yet. And this is the perfect time to use them mm -hmm. in a four or three game away streak. And in, in eight days, and the team has outperformed this year. Like, no one has expected the team to exactly... <laughs> bless you. Uh, no one's Thank expected you. the team to be as good as they've been this year. Um, and so, like, the team has gone above and beyond your expectations, and you're not going to reward them with, like, hey, let me treat you to a charter flight. Like, that not they're, even like, kind of expected to do. It's yeah. not even like a treat. It's like, hey, I own a sports team. I should let my team... Or pay for my team to travel... Like a professional pro team. team. Like, like it's not that like insane to think about. Like the like I, I know that like there there was the the Tanner one article, and then the uh, Tanner made a statement to like supplement that that they planned it out and it just made more sense to not charter or to yeah to not charter and like now I get staying that. in San Jose that night after then, the game yeah. like that makes sense to me, but like and I trust Tanner and like I I always want to lean on his side but like right. in this situation it's just such a simple solution to use these charter flights in this week mm -hmm. and let these players like even if you're gonna like schedule the charter fight around the same time that maybe would have taken a regular plane it's still just a good like nice like a much more comfortable ride for these players when they're like 
like in this like really stressful week of like three games back to back away games, right? In this like super crucial stretch of the season. Like, how great would it be for Bedoya to tweet out and be like, "Yo, we're on a charter flight." Like that'd be awesome. It'd be so like rewarding for the team to, I don't know, have that opportunity to travel right. like a pro sports team and not. I I saw New England. They um, they tweeted tr- out a picture of their. They're using the Patriots plane. Yeah, and obviously that's a little different because Robert Kraft owns that plane. But, but still they only owns a helicopter, and that's not going to work. Not going to work. But they put like little New England flags over all the seats, so it looked like a New England. Like it's a plane, nice touch. and so I was like, "Wow, that looks really cool!" And if I was a player stepping on the plane, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I'm a big time player. My owner really respects me and wants me to do well, and so I'm going to perform better." But I, I, I could get an outclassed by New England Revolution as a professional sports team. There's problems. Yeah, there is. Yeah, and uh, I forgot what I was about to say. Sorry, Shoot. Sorry. it's cool. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of lame that that's not happening. Hopefully but with the new CBA, things will change and they'll be able to right. take advantage of that more and it won't be on the owners or whatever. Like, I don't know what exactly could happen or will happen, but hopefully it gets better. Yeah, because that's what I was going to play as a little devil's advocate is like, all right, if I'm Jay Sugarman and my team's doing great and I don't have to spend this extra money, then that's kind of on the CBA and like the Players Association. Right, but like, it, it just shouldn't be like this kind of right. option. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't, yeah. It should be like at least mandatory to use the floor right. or whatever. Right, right. And uh, maybe maybe like Ernst and him have an agreement like, okay, we're not going to get the charter flights, but all that money that you're saving not using these charter flights, I better get this to sign Montero. I better get this money to sign a it's player. Like I know... Um, I know, I know. It's not like exactly. It's such like a, I feel like it's such a minor expense compared but, to players. But four charter flights would be like six hundred thousand bucks. Is it that much? I, I yeah. I uh, thought it'd be like fifty. No, I, I think they're like one fifty each. Maybe, okay. maybe not. Maybe not. But uh, let's say they're fifty. All right, so that's two hundred thousand dollars that could go that's, towards a player. I guess that's an upgrade over yeah, Gaddis. I don't know. I don't know if it works that way, but. I just think it's ridiculous. Like, we should have an owner that can do both. Right. Well, yeah, in a perfect world, we'd all have, like, uh, I don't know, rich owners who own NFL teams who have their own planes who could fly us all over the world without a drop of dime. Um, But not Robert Kraft. No, no. Yeah, that's (laughs) why I didn't want to say him. Uh, who who's that Atlanta dude? Uh, uh, blank. blank. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was thinking. That's a yeah. That's better. And Will Ferrell. Did you guys see my article? <laughs> yeah, check, check out that article. We, we, uh, it's funny. All right, let's, uh, move on. let's move on. All right, so this week we, we've got two games. We've got San Jose. Um, got a lot kind of co- going into that game. From the Union perspective, we got injuries. Santos limped off at the end of the game with a hamstring injury. And, and he also he got subbed off because of a hamstring injury. And his, uh, yeah, his was a bigger bummer. I don't, I don't really care about Santos, no offense, but... Um, well, it's just because McKenzie had such a rough start to the season. He had an appendectomy. Like, he, he, he was, mm-hmm. like, just finally broke broke through and, and playing really good soccer, like soccer that we all knew he could be playing. And, and then, then this happens. Right. And, it's, uh, yeah, and it's, he has it's, been playing well. And, and you could see the disappointment on his face. He was, like, punching the turf. He just kind of knew that <laughs> yeah, it's tough. something's wrong. And I, I hope he recovers and is able to maybe get into the playoff games and play in this. But it's... Yeah. Really, early pulling for you, Mark. That's a bummer. And we are pulling for Sergio Sanchez. I hope right, he, right. it's not serious. I hope he's able to come back. and Because he's a wild card. He could he, potentially be a spark that kind of, like, drives us forward I mean, into be, the playoffs. Yeah, like, he, the guy. way he played in or showed up in that Atlanta game, like, 
that could be a, a difference maker in a playoff game or any other game. Like that's mm-hmm. he's a guy we 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 just want everyone healthy. Like that's ob- like obvious. We're not saying anything new, but yeah. Um. F- so with that regard, um. Actually, let's on go the, to, on to San Jose. They also are dealing with some a situation. Yeah, they uh, had multiple red cards this past week. That's going to help us out. The um, their coach Almeida was sent off for not the first time. Yeah, like he was suspended like in a, in a previous game, and then like he showed up the the next game. Or the game he was suspended for was a Salt Lake game, and he just was like in the stands watching the game, like as a spectator, but like he was at the game so watching. That'd be sick if you were like sitting in the stands and, and they didn't Almeida sits they next didn't, to you. They didn't have actual seats. I remember they did, but they were like trying to get closer or whatever. So mm-hmm. they were sitting in other people's seats and they had a move to like That's when really people funny. like kick them out of their seats. It was hilarious. It sounded hilarious. <laughs> but It'd be funny. He says, Oh, who are you a fan of? Well, I'm the coach of San Jose, so I'm, I'm pulling for them. It's oh. so cool, cool. You're not wearing a jersey. What's up with that? Yeah, I'm suspended. <laughs> I wonder if he wears a jersey to the game. That'd be funny. I don't know. It's I'm sure he doesn't. He's he's probably like uh. he's anyway. Uh, another guy, Chris Wondolowski. Um, seems like a really cool guy. I listened to the BS podcast. Really enjoyed his episode yeah, with those like, guys. He's a bro. He's yeah. He's, he's cool definitely dude. a bro. Um, so some of our colleagues did a podcast with him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said colleagues. Um, and he got a red card, so he's not going to be playing. From the bench. From the bench. Wasn't <laughs> even on the field, so that's how good he is, um, <laughs> which is a real pro. Um, so we don't have to worry about their top striker. And then also Espinosa, their top midfield right winger, also got a red card for stomping on a player. He so was at least in the game and got a card. Yeah, so that's fair. Um, rookie. Uh, so they're going to be down three of their biggest people. Right. So... And they're like, they're right. fighting for a playoff spot. Right. They're currently in seventh, and the, the Western Conference is like the total opposite of the Eastern Conference. They have like one spot locked with LAFC, and everything else is like no one else is locked in a playoff spot. That's crazy. Which is wild. There's three games left, so they're they're currently in seventh. So they're just like desperate for points, and um, they're coming off of a tough result. They lost to um, Atlanta, uh, you know, with all these cards and stuff. They lost in, like, the last two minutes. They, they held it 1-1 for the entire game. In the last two minutes, they gave yeah. up two goals to lose 3-1. You idiots. But so, like, with that being said, that means that they are a good team. They're a mm-hmm. team to, uh, that's going to put up a good fight against us, and, they, and they're going to need to. So, I don't know. Like, we haven't really discussed this too much off the air, but what do you think is the best way to play against a man marking system? Because this is the way that Almeida introduced uh, San Jose and what brought them so much success to the year is this man marking system. So what do you think is the best way to play against that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're just going to have to be quick. I think I think we're just going to have to be fast with the ball and on our toes and beating guys one-on-one, moving out of space and running into other guys' spaces, um, a little controlled chaos maybe, mm-hmm. um, trying to get guys out of their comfort zones on the marking. It is, yeah, it's go- it's going to be a tough game. I think it's a different matchup than we're used to playing against that, that yeah, kind of marking. They're definitely a, a different team than like anyone in the league. I think one of the one of the best ways to maybe do this is just a lot of uh, I don't know guys like drifting out of position. Mm-hmm. Like I remember like trying to pull pull the San Jose player out of position. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because you know they're main marking. Um, but like one of the games, I think it was the DC United home game when Casper was came coming really far back and playing on the ball, kind of in the midfield, and it, and he was doing it really successfully and it had a lot of skill. But I feel like something like that, like 
pulling maybe the center backs out mm-hmm. and then um, or like into the midfield and then having like Fafa or a winger. Someone kind of charging that space. Into that space mm-hmm. And you had some quick passes to get him there. Right. Um, I think just, yeah, just the quick combinations to just disorganize this right. man marking system. I don't know the, the best tactics to do that. It's, it's a little more advanced than my uh, thinking. Yeah. So hopefully Jim's got it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Um, so that's the Wednesday night game. That's gonna be uh, pretty late. Luke's gonna be tweeting for the brotherly game. Um, yep. I signed him up for that, so that's he's gonna, gonna be doing that. I'm, I'm working from home on Thursdays, so I'm planning for this. So yeah, I've got a I've got a nine o'clock game, so I won't be home till about ten thirty. So I think I might actually stay up for this game as well, at least the first half, and then I'll just I don't know. I'm a teacher, I so I'll like just it. put a movie on Thursday. You know what teachers do? Uh, yeah, yeah. The hungover movie movie card. <laughs> Hey guys, we're watching Magic School Bus again. <laughs> we're in sixth grade. I don't care. Um, no, I think it's gonna be. An, I feel like these late night midweek games always get interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember last year was uh or Seattle, right? Seattle, yeah, and, and Fafa, Jay Simpson. Did Jay Simpson? He scored, but I think it was like. I remember Fafa scored a goal that was like a late game one where he oh, intercepted you. a ball from Stefan oh, Fry. Oh, you're right. You're out. right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I am right. I think, he, but Jay Simpson was wide open. I, he could have scored at either goal, but yeah, I, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Jay Simpson was always open last year because he was always on the <laughs> sideline. Like, no one marked him ever. This is one of the two games he played. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, no, yeah, okay, I see. Um, so, also, also this week, we have uh, Columbus uh, on the weekend. Um, Wolves and Tired Legs. We're going to go over something in a second. So we, got, we got a cool thing coming up for predictions and lines. Yeah. Uh, but tell us about the last matchup against Columbus. So... It felt like a year ago. This this felt like a long season. But this was we played Columbus. Um, I don't know the exact day, but it was. Oh wait, that was this year. That was this year. Okay, tell. Okay, go ahead. This uh, is wild. Check this out. Yeah. Sorry, one second. I'm gonna I want to pull it up so I'm not. I know. Uh, that's why I'm like, holy smokes, is this? This was the first. This was the first win of the season. So that's how far back it was. So Luke's about to tell you something. That you're gonna be like, nah. This it's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> this is this is crazy. So we won this game. No, let's three keep, zero. Let's keep building up to this. Let's not, <laughs> let's not let them ever find out what you're about to say. It's not gonna pay off. So we won this game three zero. Um, and the Who's, who scored the goals for this? So the first two goals were scored by none other than David Akam. David Akam. He was traded twice this year, and now he's on Columbus Crew. He's not even with us now. Wow. He's playing for the other team in this matchup. That's so wild. And the two and the goals he scored. Who were they against? Joe Bendick. What? <laughs> He's on our team now. It's wild. <laughs> that's um, hilarious. I'll see who also scored. So yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, and I will confirm. I just pulled it up too. Behind a man, most of the match. Behind a man of the match performance. Sorry, reading. Behind a man of the match performance from David Akam, the Philadelphia Union rolled to a 3-0 win over Columbus Crew. Yeah, and that was like and a. A, a game that it was a com scored and uh, it was right after his father passed, so it was a really emotional yeah. game for him. And he had incredible celebration, incredible game. It was we, like we were there for that. I, and like thinking back, this was it's like this game could have been one of those like awesome moments that we remember this season by because of uh, a comp's performance and, and what it meant to him. But we we've had so much since right, then that yeah. it's like it's almost forgotten. But I'm glad we got to remember that. Yeah, um, I, yeah, we were we were in the state. You were there. Were you there? I was there. I, yeah, I think that's the game. Well, games that you and I were both at. Yeah, we were both at that one. Because we were all both like we're like lauding like, oh, this is gonna be another zero zero tie. Right. Like we yeah. always play really boring games in Columbus, but it turned out to be a really fun game. Right. Um. So yeah. That, so now we're playing them again. Now we're playing them again. We have the goalie. They have a com. So are we gonna lose three nothing? Maybe. We'll find out. 
Um, you put in our little notes here. Their season is over. So yeah, they're. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Wah, wah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, maybe not mathematically, but they're basically. Basically, yeah. So they're sitting at 35 points. Um, Revs are at 41 points. So with two games to go, I guess you could catch them. Uh, goal differential would have to improve. I yeah, mean, I don't know. Technically, they're, they're technically, basically done. Yeah, technically they're not out. The only teams eliminated from the playoffs are Vancouver and Cincinnati. Um, so crew still have a little bit to play for. Yeah, I bet uh, you it's like a 1% chance. Yeah. But regardless, they're a team that we should handle easily. Um, I know everyone, I feel like I keep hearing people call this game a trap game. Right. A will, will, the will trap game? Will maybe, trap? Maybe that's why they're calling it that. Um, oh, that makes sense. Because I think we're gonna handle this team. I think yeah. like the way, like, wh- the way we play this, sh- we've been playing this year. We mm-hmm. we've been handling the the bad teams, like we like we handled like you know Cincinnati Revs like when they were poor. You know Montreal DC. Like we we yeah. we handled teams we've that had are comfortable wins. Yeah, and I, I know this is an, a road game, and after a tough uh, away stretch, but I think we're gonna handle this team pretty well. I'm not super worried. Um, I, I, I think the trap game was the Red Bull game, and we're mm-hmm. past that. I think, especially having lost that, it really, you know, puts a little urgency under everyone's butt, and I think they're going to, you know, yeah. go into this pretty pretty confident and, and uh, on the front foot. Yeah, Columbus just tied Vancouver, and Vancouver's trash. They're both, they're both trash teams, and they tied 1-1, so yeah. that's a bunch of garbage right there. So we're going to come in. We're going to rip them apart. Um, so, Can, oh, just this one more note. Um Sardis. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to talk about that. Okay. I was going to, uh, Bobby Warshop, uh, he put out his, like, his takeaways from the week. And uh-huh. um, what he wrote about the union was pretty interesting. And I felt like it was really evident g- g- from regards to the, the Red Bull game and also going to these games. It's that the union are, um, they, like, the union play the best when they prioritize uh, their intensity and just relentlessly playing the other team off the field rather than mm. being like playing the like pretty soccer passing around the other team. I will say we did not play Red Bull off the field last week. No, we were pretty complacent with playing a pretty slow game mm-hmm. and just uh, with the, you know, yeah, that trying to pass through them with no success really. But if we focus on being a very uh, aggressive team, pressing really high and pressing aggressively and just using our intensity to, to outmatch a team, we can handle San Jose and we can handle Columbus with ease. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the way we have found basically our success this entire season with, you know, exceptions of like El Senior magic and stuff like that. Right, but that's right. really our best way to win. Best way to success. Definitely. And it will be tough to have that intensity with the lack of charter flights, but you know, fair, re- fair. Re- rewind five minutes and listen to our thoughts on that. Because you, uh, anyway, so we've got two games. Um, kind of a little something different. How many goals are we going to score? I'm going to set a betting line. So Sean Brace has his uh, little gambling show. We're going to do a little bit of gambling here ourselves. So I'm going to set the line at three and a half goals between the two games. Are we going to have over or under three and a half goals for the combined both uh, games this week? I'm going to say we're going to be over. Okay, so I think it's going to be. A lot of goals in one of the games and maybe one goal in the other. Okay. But I think we're going to go over. I, I'm going to say over, too. Um, so maybe it was a bad bad line if we're both <laughs> going over. <laughs> but we're positive. We're Posadelphia. Posadelphia, right? Right, Jeff? 
Um, yeah, so I think I think also we're gonna have more than we're gonna have four more goals as well. How about goals against three and a half. So this this could be a little tricky. Yeah, that means we could be like two two in one game, one in another game for the <laughs> under. Two in each game would be over. Where are we going with this? And so we say half because so if you're not familiar, sorry, I guess I should have said if you're not familiar with betting, say three and a half because you can't score half goals. So either you're gonna have three. Two or one, and that would be under or zero, or five or four or above, and four and above would be over. So that's why we have it at three and a half. So yeah, I'm goals against us. How many goals do you think we'll give up? I'm gonna say just under. I'm gonna say maybe three. So you're gonna say a solid three? Yeah. Okay, I'll go because it's hard to say over because that's so many goals we could to give up, and I feel like we don't give up goals like there's just to be devil just. Play devil's advocate. I'm going to go over because we're going to be missing Mark McKenzie, Blake's been blah blah blah, and I I think um, assuming Gaddis is still on the field, we're always culpable <laughs> <laughs> just to give up one. Oh, uh, just that's kidding. Harsh. Um, that's harsh. Nah, sorry, Ray. I know Accurate, you're listening. but harsh. Um, so <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll put us at four. I think we'll give up. Okay. Uh, I think yeah. Two I each. Think, uh, no, I'll go a three and a one. I'll go a three and a Ooh, one. This is my scoring. Yeah, no, yeah, it's gonna be a fun week. All right, one of the more probably more interesting lines we created for this because <laughs> it's gonna be it's it's a it's a it's gonna be a big yes. hilarious. And we're like nine hours into this podcast. Thanks yeah. for listening. There's a lot of edit out, so we'll, we'll, we'll cut to a clean hour maybe. Um, but squad rotation. This is uh you skipped points. How many points oh, are we gonna I get from this points. week? <laughs> How many points are we gonna get? We got two I was games. So geared up for the, the next one. The line is set at two and a half points. So are we gonna get Oh, we're gonna get over. One point as in one tie. Zero points, two losses, one point, one tie, two points, two ties. Or are we gonna go over with a win or more? You're I'm gonna go over. I'm, I'm going over. Yeah, you gotta go over. This is the DB Brothers podcast. We always go over. Yeah. We always taking the wins. We don't do ties. We don't do losses. We don't do losses. I don't um, think we do ties either. We've done ties maybe once this year. Maybe once, just for um, fun, just to show how it, it was, unbiased it was we are. <laughs> our worst performing <laughs> podcast too. So, yeah, no one liked it. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna say we're gonna get a win and a tie. We're gonna four points. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go over too. So again, a poor line. What what's your like? Do you think six? I think six. I, I yep. think we're gonna win both games. I think I think. I think that's not like unrealistic too, though. Honestly, it, with with the San way Jose's weaknesses in and that lineup and Columbus just being a yeah, bad garbage. team. So then then now go into your squad rotation one. Yeah. Okay. So squad rotation. How many? Because there's gonna be a lot of squad rotation with injuries and just being so many games back to back. Okay. Uh, there's gonna. Jim Curran even said there's gonna should be squad rotation going into these games. Yep. Um, I'm gonna take the opposite of you. I'll tell you right now. Whatever you take, I'm going the other <sighs> yeah. way. Because so. I'm gonna go. I I suspect there's gonna be a lot of squad rotation. Okay. Uh, our 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 line is at 15 and a half. So, so there's like so obviously like 11 guaranteed for the one game, and then that basically means you're either gonna four have and a half four subs. changes or from from and we're just talking starting lineup here. Yeah, and this is yeah starting lineup from San Jose to uh, Columbus. Mm-hmm. So, so you think there's going to be more than four changes? You think there's right. going to be five or more changes from the San Jose game to the Columbus game? Right, because I think there's going to be a lot of changes in the in the sorry in the San Jose game, and then Columbus is going to be more like regressive Re- to the mean. Revert back. Okay, okay. So, so I'm going to take the opposite. I'm going to go under. I'm going to say because of injuries, I think whatever the San Jose is, 
Um, I think there's going to be only four or less changes and to that's, the Columbus. And that's actually more on par with what Jim Curtin does. Right. But, yeah. yeah. Me and Jimmy, we're good. Me and James Curtin. Curtin. All right. All right. So between... Our, you go. No, you go. Okay. So our so next... Between <laughs> So between, so between the two games, uh, who's going <laughs> to be the one player who stands out between the two games? So we got two games. Who's like the player who, you know, is just going, you're going to walk away from this week being like, dude, that, that player is the guy. Who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be the guy? So I really want to. Between. Say, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. The worst. Uh, I really want to <laughs> say Casper because I'm a big fan. But I don't think he's going to start maybe the San Jose game. So it's going to be tough to call him the, the, the standout player from these two games. So I'm going to go with um, uh, Bedoya. Mm. I think mm-hmm. he's going to scrap in at least a goal. And just I don't think he's kind of a tough guy to take out of the lineup. So I think he's probably the easiest lock outside of Blake to start both games. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So I'm going to say Bedoya. I think he's going to just show up and, and really just, you know, be fierce and, and attack San Jose and Columbus and, and influence both those games. Cool. Do you think Harris starts both games? I could see him resting a game uh-huh. because I, I would have said he, we could rest a game with Bedoya, but he also uh, he had the yellow card accumulation, right. so he so took t- t- the game off and that like led into a the Pumas game. And I don't think he played in. Oh, maybe he, he did play in that, but that's like a that's a friendly and that right. doesn't really go go much against your your fitness. But right. um, so one I could see Harris. Sorry, yeah. I could see Harris taking game off. Yeah, so let's let's come back to that that in a second because I'm curious about that. Uh, my one player who I think will stand out between the two games, um, I had a couple in mind, but I think I think Blake, uh, I, th- I think Blake's gonna just come out and and I think we might be tired, we might have some tired legs, but he's gonna he's gonna pick the team up. He's gonna say I'm not giving up any more stupid little uh, fluke goals. I think I'm gonna be the Andre Blake that everyone knows and loves, and I'm going to have a lot a lot of big saves, and you guys are gonna. You're going to score one to two to three to four goals, and we're going to get these wins. Okay, two wins from the Philadelphia Union. Um, But let me me go back real quick. So you said we might rest Harris. And so so tell me about what line. So I don't know. Okay, so maybe. Would you sit Montero back deep? Would you sit Bedoya back? I could easily see Montero and Bedoya playing the double pivot. Okay. Those guys could be relentless, and they have enough uh, skill, like, on the ball that could pass and and distribute as well as, um, you know, Passively as well as Harris. So two defensive midfielders as Montero and Bedoya. Oh, we didn't talk about the protected and unprotected. That would be a good thing to talk about next week for for expansion draft. Oh, that's so. way in the future. We don't. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll save that. It's just a good conversation about because I was thinking about do you protect Harris? Because well, let's not get into that right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Focus. So, focus. Focus. So uh, so yeah, so I could Harris, see Harris is on the bench be, or and have Montero and and uh, Bedoya as as a double pivot in the in the four in a four two three one. Okay. And even in the in a diamond, it's even easier shift and keep Bedoya in the midfield and have Montero on the on the shuttler, mm-hmm. um, with like an Aronson and, and Fabian. Fabian or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in four two three, want to add Fafa to the wing with those other two guys. Right, right. So, uh, but I also could see maybe Harris starting, then he's maybe the first sub, and and San Jose and he mm-hmm. rests his leg a little bit, just to be a little bit fresher for for Columbus. Mm-hmm. So th- I don't I I don't know. He's he's a tough guy to take off. He's a pretty crucial player to this team. Right. So maybe that's not true. It would it would be weird to see the lineup without Harris in it at yep. this point. I, I mean it's the same with Bedoya, but like I almost feel like Harris is more of a staple and more of a like 
He's such a unique Corner player yeah. that it's really hard to take him off. Right, right. It'd be yeah, it'd be very weird and at the same time kind of interesting. Like I almost want to see it just kind of as like a preview for the future. Like, right. Because we're not gonna have him he's forever. An older guy. Yeah, yeah, he's an old guy. Um so yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just interesting. Well, um, what was your who's your um, one player that you think will stand out from these two games? Oh, you said you said Blake. Yeah, I said Blake. Just just rewind Luke and listen to the podcasts, and uh, you'll hear me say Blake like two minutes ago. Okay. All right. So let's let's talk about some predictions. Let's just go off the cuff. Uh, San Jose. What's your prediction right here? Ready? Three, two, one. Uh, we're gonna tie. Um, two two. Two 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 two. All right, tie two two. Bless you. All right, I say t- bless you. Oh man, you might get to hear a Luke sneeze attack. Uh, I hope that didn't get picked up. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say we're gonna win. Um, I'll take this one two nothing. I think we're gonna win two nothing. Nice. I think, like I said, Blake's gonna stand on his head, keep a shutout. We haven't had a shutout in a long time. It's been a while, so I think we're due. And oh my gosh, this podcast is going so long. All right, so Columbus, what's the score gonna be? Uh, I'm gonna say uh, two zero. Oh man, that's all I just said. All right, yeah, cool. We're gonna have a shutout. We haven't had in a long time. I, think, I just think it's still. I think we're still. <laughs> well done. All right, I'll take. I'll take. Uh, I'll go four-one. I'll go lots of goals. Four-one win wow. for us over Columbus. I, I'm positive. I think this team's going to turn it on. We're going to crush over the next week. I don't we're know if the, there's a line with our our lines we set, but I, I think mine I, do. Mine I thought, do. I thought mine did too. Cool. So let's just let's end just end the podcast and pretend that we did. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, uh, follow Brotherly Game on Wednesday. Luke will be tweeting. I'll be. Uh, yeah, try to stay up with me. I think it'll we'll, it'll be a fun. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Fun, all, fun game. All three of you guys who stay up for the game, uh, pay attention to Twitter. Luke will be tweeting out dumb stuff. Yep, can't um, wait. And uh, yeah, let's get let's get six points from these next two games this week, and we'll talk to you guys next Monday. All right, see you then. Bye. <laughs>